Hello, I'm Ray. You're listening to the Border Buds Podcast, where we talk about a wide range of topics, mostly centering around movies that we watch. Make sure to follow our Letterboxd profiles to stay up to date on our discussions each episode. Hey, hey, hey. Bonjour. Welcome back to the Border Buds Podcast. Yes. And yes. Merry Christmas. Merry it Christmas. It is Christmas Eve as we are recording. It is. And yeah, it's snowy outside. What's it is. Where we are uh, on track for a snowy Christmas. Yeah, it's uh, going to be pretty, pretty snowy. We're going to have a white Christmas and hopefully it all sticks and doesn't get super wet and sloshy. Maybe we can go sledding tomorrow. Yeah, it's possible. Where do you go sledding usually? <laughs> on the overpass, just off the highway. On the highway. Okay. Sounds really safe. Yeah. It is actually. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so maybe we'll do that. Nice. What are you uh what are you drinking, Ben? What am I sipping on? Yep. What are you sipping on? I'm sipping on Raz Cranberry uh LaCroix sparkling water. Nice. Ben and it's very good. Detroit. It's very raspberry, cranberry y. So. Nice. As it should be. It has that name. So. Now you have to ask me what I'm drinking. Ryan, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Ben. I'm drinking water. Are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess there's a glass of water on the table. Classic water. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm not classic. drinking it as we speak, obviously, but it's, no. it's next to me in case I need it. Yeah. In case I need to clear my throat. You need to clear your throat at all. Yeah. Anyways, how are you doing, Ben? How's your how's your life? I'm good. Um, I'm off of work now for the next well until January fourth. Yeah. So nice long uh, vacation, pretty much. And uh, I was at uh, I was with some friends up at Camp Malibu uh, this last weekend, which was really fun. So that's sort of uh not not like california malibu but uh BC it's malibu. Uh, it's like a christian young life camp and i have a buddy who who works there and um so he had a bunch of us up because they're pretty much the only ones there right now and we had the property to ourselves and and uh it was amazing it was um just a snowy winter wonderland and uh, we got to go out on the boat and tour the the ocean a bit because it's right on the ocean and um yeah so it was just a really good time with with friends and uh much needed time away nice so sounds like fun yeah yeah i saw some pictures from uh all of your guys's instagrams yeah up there yeah it looked pretty wild it, like yeah it was there were just chunks of ice in the water as you were driving yeah like, yeah so there's it, like the ocean was actually lightly like it was like slushing sort of starting to ice uh on the surface so it was it was really cool i've never seen anything like it yeah yeah no, it was it was cool. a really neat experience that's pretty far north like how far do you have so how long is the track up so there? it's it is it is further north it's but if anyone knows where like Campbell River is on Vancouver Island you'd pretty much draw uh like a straight line um east of Campbell River so it's kind of along that axis 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's further into the, uh, interior, I guess you could say. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so it's definitely colder up there than here. Yeah. No, it's super cool. It looked, yeah. it looked pretty rad. Mm-hmm. It was. So anyways, have you been up to anything? Yeah, doing? so, well, I just started uh, my Christmas break, obviously. I get work off until the 3rd. Very so nice. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, give me some time to just hang out and see family. Um, I'm hanging out with my fiance's family this Christmas, and my family from Washington as well will be uh, yeah. attempting to cross the border on the 27th wow. to come meet everybody. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. So they're finally going to get to meet Sadie's family, which yeah. is cool. Um, yeah, like I haven't met your family yet. No, you'll get to. I'm yeah. hyped. So that's pretty big because for the last two and a half years uh, that me and Sadie have been dating, my parents haven't really gotten to meet any of yeah. their family at all. So for anyone who doesn't know, I am Sadie's cousin. Yeah. So... I think most of our viewers yeah. know that, our listeners. But just in case. Just in case, yeah. So. So there's all sorts of connections. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's marrying into the fam. Yeah. So I'll, wait, I'm going to be, how will we be related once me and Sadie are married? <laughs> well, cousin you'll just be my, I guess so. You're going to be my cousin-in-law. Is that how that works? I don't even know if that's an I'm actual not, thing, bro. but it's going to be a thing. <laughs> I mean, if like brother or sister in law is a thing, why is and daughter yeah, cousin in law? Like, why is sense. cousin in law not a thing? Yeah, so you're gonna be Does my that cousin mean in law. Your dad is my uncle in law. Yes. I don't like to think that's weird. And my <laughs> grandparents are your grandparents in law. So like your your like second cousins are my second cousins in law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could go on and on. <laughs> my friends your... are your friends in law. But... <laughs> and vice versa, I guess. You wait. My cat is your cat in law. Bro, it's so true. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> We're taking the in law thing to such a strange. To new levels. To new levels. Everything that you have in life is my that in law. <laughs> your house is my house in law. <laughs> Even though we have the same house. We're in the same house. Oh no. So it's my house oh, no. and my house in law. Oh my gosh. All right, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, let's talk about something something else. Yeah, okay, so um, that's happening. Family, Christmas, yay, holiday vibes. Sick. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been, well, I've been working this week, framing. In Very the, nice. But honestly, like, um, it's been super cold, but yeah. not really for December standards. Like, right. for end of December, it's been really warm. So, like, the last day I was working before my break, um, it was raining and snowing. And it was like, I was perfectly fine with it. There was like a part of the day where I was in a t-shirt. Like it was really weird. Well, it was up to like nine degrees yeah, at one point. Yeah. It's been super weird. Like it hasn't well, that's the thing. felt like, like December. Yeah. And like a few days ago, everything iced over and we got like freezing rain and yeah. all that. And then it got really hot again. So that's all melted, thankfully. No. And, yeah. Uh, and that was another thing too. Cause yeah. I was working like, so I work in construction obviously and I'm, I'm framing. And so when it was doing that freezing rain thing. Yeah. Um, it the the rain was it was like negative one, but it was raining, and so it was hitting the ground, and it was yeah. instantly turning into like ice. And on the concrete like slab oh, like man. foundation so where slippery. we're all walking around, it basically just turned into an ice rink. Yeah. yeah. So I was walking around carrying like lumber, and 
like trying not to slip and die. Crazy. <laughs> it was so sketchy. And yeah. I, I was on the ground too, yeah. doing like back framing. I wasn't even up on the joists where like some of the other guys right. were working. Oh man, like, that'd be so sketchy. Walking on joists. Wall walking only, or joist walking. Like, no thanks. Like horizontal two by oh, fours. My. Four stories up. Bracing <laughs> them for uh, five stories. They're on the, working on Ooh. the fifth story right now. So. Oh my. If they, it would be so easy to just like, not even just sliding off the edge to your death, but sliding off of the joist onto the floor that you're working on yeah. would still hurt so bad. Yeah, it would. With your tool belt on and everything. No kidding. So that was sketch, but then they put salt over everything the yeah, next I day. Bet. So when I came back, it's it was probably all a work safe thing. They got to do that. Yeah, well, they were trying to do that while it was happening, oh, but it wasn't okay. like it wasn't was kind of much. to no avail. Right. It was the freezing rain. Yeah, freezing uh, rain is sketchy. Yeah. Yeah, no, and driving was sketched yeah, too because me and Rod, uh, one of the foremen, were driving home uh, from work and in his truck, and we saw like a ton of traffic backed up the wazoo because of the freezing yeah. rain and the hazardous conditions. So we took the back roads, and that was such a bad idea because we instantly realized as we got onto these like back roads of the like farmland in Chilliwack uh, to get back to Eric's place that. It was all just sheet ice. Yeah. And so the truck, doesn't matter what kind of 4x4 four four you have, it was sliding all <laughs> over the place. We, yeah. The guys in front of us were going like sideways. Like Dang. it was so sketch. And we were going so slow too, but it doesn't matter when it's that um, icy. So that was fun. Um, but nothing bad happened. I made it back safe. Yeah. The cold was pretty bad it. at one point. I had to replace my car battery because it died. Yeah, where did you get stranded? Yeah, so I was taking some <laughs> friends. We were all going on a hike up Fetter Mountain. And yeah. so I was driving my Subaru up the uh, the trail. And it was pretty snowy and icy, but it was fine. Like, because I've got Sub. some pretty sweet all-wheel drive on the Sub. And totally. so it, um, I wasn't even worried about sliding. It, it kept me completely, like, stable on the way up the mountain. But halfway up, it died. The battery did because um, of the cold. And it had already died the earlier that week, so I knew it wasn't in great yeah. condition, but I didn't know how bad it was. Right. So then we had to call our friend um, Pat to come <laughs> with uh. his truck and come jump my car. And then I went down and got a new battery got at Canadian battery. Tire and replaced it on Very the mountain. Nice. And it was pouring down rain the whole time, so that was fun. Wow. So it's been an exciting week for me. Yeah. I've also just been watching a ton of Christmas movies with uh, nice. the family. Nice. Nice. Any uh, standouts? Yeah, so I've the ones that have really like stood out were White Christmas, which I've watched almost every year around Christmas time. Uh, but this year I gained a newfound appreciation for it. Um, cool. Just kind of yeah, it's it's just one of those movies that just captures this magic that you don't really get in movies anymore. This like early Hollywood um, kind of performative arts magic. Uh, it was super cool. It's a musical from 1940, no, 1954, mm -hmm. um, and it was really good. I also watched It's a Wonderful Life uh -huh. um, with James Stewart. Very highly acclaimed yeah. Christmas film. That one I didn't enjoy as much as it's uh, as sorry as White Christmas, but it's was a that your first one. time watching that one? No, or it's like it before? I've seen it many times before. Got it. Um, but It's a Wonderful Life is an amazing film and. Um, it's just a Christmas classic, and it's one of the best character mm -hmm. characters in any Christmas movie, mm -hmm. and I love it. And it, it's it's a tearjerker for sure. Hmm. Um, I plan on watching Shop Around the Corner from 1940 soon, um, as well as 
uh, Meet Me in St. Louis. Nice. So, yeah, been watching a lot of classics. Oh, and A Christmas Story. That's a classic as well mm. from 85, I think. Yeah, that one is endlessly quotable. So, been watching lots of Christmas films. Nice. Yep. So, that's what I've been up to. But, Ben, I have an idea. Um, Ooh. How would you like to play a game? I would love to play a game. <laughs> so, I, right before this, I haven't even looked at this. Um, we, so I found a website. I just Google searched <laughs> Christmas trivia. Because okay. I'm like, we got to do something Christmassy. It's Christmas Eve. You're right. We do. Let's and so do something Christmassy. I found a website called parade.com. I don't even know what this is, but 50 fun Christmas trivia questions with answers for family gatherings. And okay. I have not looked at any of these questions. Okay. So, so we're, we're going to answer them together. I'm just going to read the questions off okay. and we're both going to try to answer them. We're going to take a and guess And we're going to do as many as we can. Okay. Okay. So how, how prepared do you feel for this? Be very, very prepared. Okay. So in the spirit of the holiday season... Uh, we're going to take our, our best crack at, uh, some Christmas trivia. All right. So question number one, what did the other reindeer not let Rudolph do because of his shiny red nose? Uh, oh, I should know this. It like says it in the song. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know this, but and I'm hey. not, I promise I'm not looking at the answers. Uh, I, I can't remember what, what they didn't let him do. What is it, Ryan? Um, what's your guess? They didn't let him join in any reindeer games. Oh, I the reindeer get, games. Join in any reindeer games. Yep. That's the answer. Nice. Yep. Okay. Next question. How many ghosts show up in a Christmas carol? Ben, if you don't get this. How many ghosts show up in a Christmas carol? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm, my answer is that is that a movie? Yeah, dude, you don't know a Christmas Carol? It's it was a book first. No, so here's a fun fact about me. I'm not much of a, a Christmas movie guy, so yeah, I really, this is true. I really don't don't watch very many Christmas movies. I can think of like Elf and Home Alone, and that might be like the only Christmas movies I've ever seen. That's so depressing, bro. There's so many good Christmas movies. I just don't really enjoy them so that's just... you'd like the grinch because you'd relate to him i relate to him yeah you'd relate to the grinch how do i relate to the grinch because you hate christmas i don't <laughs> i've never said once that i hate christmas yeah, you hate it you hate it i just don't like christmas movies i love christmas it's my favorite time of year so obviously very misunderstood if you by... don't know how many ghosts show up in a christmas carol i'm very misunderstood because i do not like christmas films just means I don't like Christmas, apparently. Well, this is a really famous book. Okay. First, and then it has like a bajillion film adaptations. Okay. I want to take a, even a guess. Uh, two. No, I'm going to say three. Four! Oh, yeah, that's right. So there's the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. And they show Ebenezer Scrooge, like, the meaning of Christmas. Basically, because, you know, you don't know that story at all. Like, nope. Ebenezer Scrooge, humbug. He's like all uh, about the money. He hates Christmas. Maybe rings a bell, but no, I'm not, okay. not very but, familiar. Yeah, I think there was uh, <laughs> ghosts that show up before the. Okay. Question: Where was baby Jesus born? Ben, you better get this. <laughs> <laughs> Bethlehem. Bethlehem is correct. The movie Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is based on a real life department store. What is it? 
Okay, I'm going to say Sears. Walmart. I don't know. Oh, Macy's. Answer is Macy's. Wow. Okay, I should guess that. Macy's. Macy's is the one that has the parade every year. Does Canada have Macy's? I don't think so. I think I it's an American I think thing. Macy's is dying, but maybe, maybe I'm it's wrong dead already. That. I know Sears. I've is heard it. Sears I've, is yeah, long gone. Sears but is gone. Macy's. I've heard sure. of Macy's, but I don't know if I've ever actually been in a Macy's. Yeah, it's probably an American thing. Okay. Um. Oh, related. Funny. How's this fifty Christmas? This is so. Now just throwing Christmas jokes. Not even trivia. Okay. Christmas jokes. What are the two most popular? Oh, sorry. What are the two other most popular names for Santa Claus? Oh. Uh, never mind. These are trivia questions. Still, Jolly Old Saint Nick, or just Saint Nicholas, um, and uh, I don't I, know. I looked at the answer, so I'll just read okay. it off. Chris Kringle and Saint Nick. Chris Kringle. I have heard Chris Kringle. I would have never known that was actually Santa Claus. Chris Crisp Pringle. Crisp Pringle. We like those. Elvis isn't going to have a white Christmas. He's going to have a what? Blue Christmas. Blue Christmas is correct. That's a good song. Okay. Blue, Question. Blue. What do people traditionally put on top of it? Is this so lame? An angel. Oh, I was going to say a star. Bro, people usually put a star on a Christmas tree. This one says an angel. What the heck? Yeah, you're right. It in Home Alone, way. where Ooh, are the McAllisters go. going on vacation when oh. they leave Kevin behind? Ben, or come on. Uh, Please get this right. Uh, New York. No, Paris. That's dude. the second one. Freaking. Second one. No. The second one, he gets lost in New York. Oh, okay. Bro, you need to rewatch Home Alone. Yeah, I'll watch Home Alone. That's one Christmas movie I do like. Question: In the Chris, uh, in the classic Christmas movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Grinch was described with three words. What are they? I know this. Uh, grouchy. Mm, that's nope. Stink, stink, stunk. Stink, stink, stunk. Yeah, stink, stink, stunk. That's the answer. Have you never heard the song? I probably have, but you're I a mean sure. one. Oh Mr. yes, Grinch. yes, the Mr. Grinch. Stink, yes. stink, stunk. Yeah, that's in the song. In which modern day country was Saint Nicholas born in? Uh, I don't have a clue. Brazil. <laughs> no way. <laughs> okay, I've, I'm gonna say the Netherlands. Okay. Turkey. Turkey. I'm editing this. I'm How would you know that? Uh, How would anyone know this? Actually, based on like Saint Nicholas was a real person. But was he was he actually born at, like like legit? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know how. I, I don't think he was Dutch for some reason. I don't think I would. I know anyone who would actually get that question right. I know a couple people. Alex for sure would. Dixon. Maybe. In the movie It's a Wonderful Life, what happened every time a bell rang? Okay, you probably won't. I, ha- I haven't seen that. Every movie. time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> That's like his daughter says that. I'm cringe. Cringe? I'm cringe. An angel got his wings. Okay, question. What words follow Silent Night in the song? What words? Oh, uh, Holy Night. Yeah, bingo. These are for kids, obviously, but we're like... Well, I not get like 25% okay. of them. So. Which Hollywood actor played six different roles in the Polar Express? Tom Hanks? Yes, Tom Hanks. I didn't realize that. He, yeah, he was like everybody. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. He was like the narrator. He was the kid. Wait, I forgot about Polar Express. That one's kind of an okay movie. Yeah, that one's like 
good but super creepy like the uncanny valley effect dude is really disturbing the, in that the, movie. no none of the kids look like actual people they look yeah. so messed up well and then the puppet scene is really creepy i upon re-watching it it was not as creepy as i remember it being when i was a kid the puppet scene yeah okay hmm. but I, I agree it is really creepy. i haven't seen it in a long time <laughs> that so. movie is way creepier than any kids movie should be yeah in charles dickens a christmas carol what is the first name of scrooge you should know this because I just said it. Uh, McDuck. No. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. Ebenezer Scrooge. <clears throat> Which country did eggnog come from? Mm. Hmm, I wonder because I just accidentally looked at that. Uh, Netherlands. England. Okay. Close I, did, I would not have known that. Close enough. Which real life person is Santa Claus based on? St. Nick. St. Nicholas, the Christian Bishop St. Nicholas, is what it says. What did the Frosty the Snowman do when a magic hat was placed on his head? Uh, I don't know. He came to life, Ben. Because of the hat. Oh, sorry, never mind. <laughs> the answer is he began <laughs> to dance around. Which yeah, I guess you kind of got that right. Yeah, I told yeah. you. Yeah. In a roundabout But yeah, the magic way. hat was what made him come to life. And dance with all the children. Dance with all the children. But then he melted in the movie. And died. Yeah, but then he got came to life again. What is this van doing? So there's a van backing <laughs> down a driveway right across from us right now, and he's going off of the driveway. Bro. And he was in the blackberry bushes, and now he's out. This guy's a mad lad. Not a very good uh, backer-upper. This is horrible to watch. Now he's spinning out. That was very interesting. Bro, what the heck? <laughs> okay, yeah, so sorry for that interruption, guys. <laughs> we have um out our front window, which we can see from right here. We um, Oh my gosh, he's backing up again. What is he going to... He's turning. What is this guy doing? Oh. Okay, that bye. was the worst thing I've ever seen. Bye, Felicia. Okay, so... Yeah, across from us, um, there's this like kind of steep driveway and there's a minivan a blue minivan i think it was a pontiac montana backing down it's always a montana out of the it's driveway always a montana into the blackberry bushes on the side not even down the driveway just backing into the bushes and then like turning and then sliding kind of the rest of the way down yeah and then trying to turn around and do it like that was so weird extremely Okay, anyways, I'll read a couple more questions. A couple more, two more. Uh, what is Ralphie's little brother's name in the movie A Christmas Story? I don't, I wouldn't know. Randy. Bingo. It's because I've seen that movie and you haven't. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Which Christmas song contains the lyric, everyone dancing merrily in the new old-fashioned way? Oh, Dancing Around the Christmas Tree? No, it's called Jingle Bell Rock, Ben. Jingle Bell Rock. No, sorry. Never mind. It's called Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. That's what I said. You said Dancing Around the Christmas Tree. Well, okay. Close enough. Yeah, I rock. got that right. Yeah, you got it. You're Okay, for the first time ever, you got a question right and I got one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's not true at all. It's, I don't think I... The only one that I got wrong, we both got wrong so far. Mm. Which is the uh, St. Nicholas. Where'd he, where was he born? One. St. Nick. Okay, question. What are you supposed to do when you find yourself we under the mistletoe? Okay, this is the last one. Like, smoochy, smooch, smooch. Kiss! All right, last one. Question. <laughs> 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 
Question. Uh, which one of Santa's reindeer has the same name as another holiday mascot? I don't know. Do you know the name of Santa's reindeers? Uh. Okay, name Donner as many as you can. and Dixon and Vixen and Blitzen and Cupid and Stupid and, uh, uh... Jumper Rudolph. and Bumper and Thumper. Yeah, and those. Rickson and okay, so I don't know that I don't know the answer here. Um, hold on, I have to. There's Dancer <laughs> and Prancer and Donner. Donner, no Connor. I think it's Donner. <laughs> I think it's Donner. I just one of Santa's reindeers named Connor. <laughs> I don't, I think it's Donner. <laughs> I don't even. Know, I don't. Donner. Okay, Prancer Vixen? and Dancer and Rudolph and Vixen. Vixen and Bixen. Not Bixen. No, not Bixen. I don't think there's a B. I don't <laughs> think there's... like such an idiot right now. <laughs> and Mingle and Tingle. Nope. No? Nope. Those are not in there, I don't <sighs> think, either. Mingle and Tingle? Ryan? <laughs> I don't know. They just all... Kind of, they all rhyme with each other. No. Um, okay, uh, just... What's the answer? What's the answer here? We gotta move sorry, on here. Hold on. I, I, okay, fine. Cupid. Cupid. He has a reindeer named Cupid. Oh yeah, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the Valentine's Day mascot. Okay. Last question. No. No. Which country no, started done. the tradition we're of done. putting up a Christmas tree? I don't the know. answer is Germany. Germany. There of we course, go. it's Germany. All right. That was fun. I think um it's a tie. I'm gonna call it a tie. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that was fun. Uh, Ben. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask you this earlier, but what music have you been listening to? Oh, um, I've I haven't mm, haven't been listening to too much new stuff. I've been oh I've been re uh, re exposing myself to uh, Amber Run. So I used to listen to them way back, like four or five years ago, and now is that I've, an electronic group? Yeah, so they did like uh, the song I found in five a.m. Um, I would they, probably have to hear those. Probably songs, alternative, so. some sort of alternative. Yeah, they're just kind of labeled alternative. Um, but I've been listening to some of their newer stuff, which is pretty good. Uh, and listening to their album Philophobia. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been all right. Um, other than that, I haven't uh, haven't really been listening to anything new. Um, I watched, uh, one movie last week. Uh, I watched Escape from Alcatraz with Clint oh, Eastwood. Right. Uh, it was a very, very good film. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, I don't know. I've, I kind of heard it said that, uh, there wouldn't be a Shawshank Redemption without, uh, the Escape from Alcatraz. Um, so there's just a lot of inspiration drawn from it. And so I thought I had to give it a watch and yeah, it was good. It wasn't as good as Shawshank Redemption, but it was, uh, it was very good and, uh, nice to watch a little more Clint Eastwood cause I haven't seen too much of his work. So is that the only film you've seen since we watched, uh, 2001? I think so. From our last pod. Oh, and then I watched some of, <laughs> you kind of were up in and out. Yeah. I watched some of the nightmare before Christmas with you and Sadie, but yeah. I really did not enjoy that. Yeah. Me neither. So. I, you weren't alone in that opinion. Yeah. Yeah, the Nightmare Before Christmas is like 
considered kind of a cult holiday classic. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, a lot it's, of people it's like, like a really short movie. It's like 70 minutes. And I did not care for it. I gave no. it two and a half. I respect the clay, uh, the animation, like the stop motion. Right. Um, That's impressive. Always respect stop it. Stop motion But it doesn't cool. make for a good movie all the time. No. And this movie just kind of sucked. Yeah. It was a terrible Halloween movie and it was a terrible Christmas movie. Yeah. So do not recommend. So. But a lot of people disagree with me on that. Yeah. So those are the only two. Yeah. What about you? Um, I watched a lot of movies in between. I watched, uh, so we watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, for our last pod. Since then, I've watched Green Room, which I gave four and a half stars. Mm. Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I gave five stars. Home Alone, which got four and a half. The Nightmare Before Christmas, which obviously I gave two and a half. I watched Funny Girl, which is Barbara Streisand's first film oh, as an actor. That's right. You talked about this um, one. I gave that four stars and a like. Uh, I watched a, uh, <clears throat> a stand-up comedy special on Netflix called John Mulaney, The Comeback Kid, which I really liked. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I watched A Christmas Story which I gave four stars. White Christmas, which I gave five stars and a like. Psycho, which got five stars, which uh, is directed by Alfred Hitchcock. It's an oh, yeah. iconic staple of Hollywood, especially early black and white Hollywood. Um, and it made me really want to get into his other films, specifically yeah. Rear Window and Vertigo, yeah, which we, I have not seen. we both really want to see Rear Window. Yeah, so we're definitely going to have to watch that. Yeah. Um, then I watched uh, Wild Japan Snow Monkeys, which is a National Geographic movie on disney plus and i watched it um after church with jane and Kiefer. oh random and yeah it was just a spontaneous thing and yeah. it was so freaking therapeutic dude like these monkeys are amazing and adorable and mm-hmm. i need them and i want to go to japan now um then i watched it's a wonderful life got four and a half for me mm-hmm. then i watched black christmas which is a uh christmas time setting uh, slasher movie from the 70s and I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I gave it four. Then I watched The Witch uh, which is a, an A24 horror film uh, set in um, like kind of Pilgrim era New England during like the witch trials oh. um, and I, I I liked it but not as much as a lot of people um, who gave it all like five stars. I gave it three and a half hmm. and then I watched what we watched last night mm-hmm. which we're going to be talking about. Yes. Um, Shall we get into it? Sure. I'm. I'm just gonna shout out an uh, album oh, that I right. listened to music. real quick. So for music, uh, I listened to recently an album called Glow On by Turnstile, which is a kind of a hardcore uh, punk record, and it has kind of like been the center of a lot of internet buzz um, this year. It came out this year, and it's been in the conversation of like album of the year. And so I, I, I never really got, I briefly listened to some of the tracks, but I never like got into it until yeah. this week. And I listened to it this week while I was working and also just like chilling by myself. And cool. it's really, 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 really good. And it deserves cool. all the hype. And are they like a newer band or have they been around? They've for been a around while? for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. No, they have some other projects, but I think cool. almost all of their fans agree that this is the best thing they've this ever put out. This one is really getting this one's like special. a lot of attention. Yeah. It's really yeah. cool. Like it's. If any anyone who's listening isn't really into like punk music or hardcore rock or anything, it's not it's not like metal or anything like mm. nothing with like screaming, but it's just like, um, yeah, it's it's definitely like hard rock. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would encourage you to listen to it and just give it a shot, even if it's not your type of thing, because the yeah. the hooks are really catchy and the instrumentation is really well put together, and it's just like a perfect tight album that, um. 
just sounds amazing. Cool. And I haven't really heard anything like it in its genre. So, um, yeah, give it a listen. I highly recommend cool. it. And yeah, let's let's get into our, uh, our yeah. Movie. So Ben, you want to talk about what we watched? Yeah. So uh, we watched uh, Heat, uh, which came out in 1995, uh, directed by Michael Mann. Uh, I'll just read the short synopsis here. A Los Angeles crime saga. Obsessive master thief Neil McCauley leads a top-notch crew on various daring heists throughout Los Angeles while de- while determined detective Vincent Hanna pursues him without rest. Each man recognizes and respects the ability and the dedication of the other, even though they are aware that their cat-and-mouse game may end in violence. So... This uh, this movie stars Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, uh, which is just uh, incredible. That's mainly why I wanted to watch this, actually, is because you get to see both these guys on screen at the same time. And it's um, not even a gangster movie. Yeah, it's not, it's not a gangster movie. Which, I mean, with those two names. They often you... get boxed in as only gangster. Mob yeah, mobsters. Characters, but, yeah. But they're not. Um so this is a long movie it is it's almost three hours long yeah um it yeah what what do you do you want to give some background to this why we picked this film yeah so i don't even know i just heard that this was um i've heard that that this is like the greatest cops and robbers movie that's been made so i it's been on my watch list quite high up in the watch list um so i had recommended it and people seemed interested and it has an extremely high average score on letterboxd it does. Um, which is unusual for a cop movie 4.2 yeah that's very and high and it's got about 286 logs on uh 286,000 yeah that's what i mean sorry 286,000 logs on letterboxd which is eh, it's pretty good that's yeah yeah so it's a it's a pretty fairly well known film. Yeah, it um, is. It is. I, I don't know how well it did when it came out, but I imagine it probably was successful. Yeah. Um, especially with De Niro and Pacino. Yeah. On the on the cover. You yeah, know, that, like that, that sells tickets. Um, what are it's somewhere box office uh, opening weekend? It got uh, eight and a half million uh, in the U.S. I guess what world, was its or budget? no, yeah, domestic. Uh, its budget was sixty million, but worldwide grossing was one hundred and ninety million, almost. Oh my gosh! So it did pretty good. Yeah, it made like three times what it costed. Yeah, what it cost to me. No, that's so. that's great. So it was a very successful movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the reason we ended up watching this was we had your sister and her husband yes. over, and, and as well as um, my fiance and her brother who's your yeah your cousins um and so it was like a whole like family thing yeah just kind of with the cousins mm-hmm. at uh, at our place last night mm-hmm. um and we wanted to watch a movie i <laughs> i suggested a bunch of christmas movies because <laughs> like i just assumed for whatever reason that's that <laughs> what, that's what, what we all wanted to watch because you know it's like, it's like two days christmas. before christmas i'm Honestly, like of course like it's a they're fair coming assumption. over to watch a christmas movie it's a fair assumption so i had like I was like picking all of these Christmas movies and then I texted you with like my suggestions so and then funny. you're like, yeah, so we don't really like Christmas movies. 
I'm like, no. Okay, you know what's funny is like it literally didn't even cross my mind once until you sent me the suggestions of Christmas. It didn't even cross my mind once. Like, oh, it's almost Christmas movie. Maybe people want to watch a Christmas movie. Yeah, because you know that's kind of what people do around Christmas time. Not my people. Yeah, well, I know that now, but (laughs) (laughs) it was just funny. I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. There's like a big but disconnect while we're was. talking we, about our assumptions I feel of like what was still we were a, wanting to watch. There's still a big disconnect in yeah. like, <laughs> Which we is, have to mend. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I was just like, we both assumed things. And, yeah. But yeah. I was like, texting, I was like, <laughs> you were, I texted you like this Christmas movie that yeah. is like a comedy or shop around the corner which is like a romantic comedy set around christmas time and it's made in the (laughs) 1940s and you i sent it to you and i was like what about this one this Uh, is like great it's super uh, chill like uh, great uh, christmas vibes but it's not even a christmas movie uh and you're like that doesn't look very exciting i'm like (laughs) yeah well no duh (laughs) like it's not exactly lord of the rings (laughs) yeah i said uh, that's my typical christmas movie is lord of the rings well Normally like, sit and when you texted me that, I just kind of looked at my phone. And I was like, <laughs> "Well, we have very different ideas of what we want to watch." Obviously, <laughs> so I was yeah. glad you were willing to uh, uh, open up yeah, to I, well, not watching a Christmas. Movie. I wasn't like dead, dead set on it, but mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, Heat's still a movie that I really wanted to watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad, and I, I, especially I'm glad that we watched this one in particular because it's such a long movie, and yeah, um, not every. Not every day you cross a three-hour-long right. It's hard. Uh, it's hard. Prime epic off of your watch list. Yeah, yeah. I when I'm looking through movies to watch on my watch list, I usually gravitate towards um, ones that are closer to an hour and a half, mm. just because it's easier to it's fit. Easier in to knock off, especially in an if evening. I'm watching it during the day and not in the evening right. with friends. Yeah, like when you're with people, I feel like you can get away with watching longer movies. Yeah. Um, but when when it's just me, I'm like my attention span doesn't hang in there as quite as well. Right. For I don't know why. Although, there have been exceptions to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, it was a great time. We had everyone over. We had some beers. Uh, yeah. It was good. The, the girls enjoyed the sours, which is good. Did. The I pineapple sours. I didn't sours. really care for those at Me all. Me neither. Um, did, you, did they finish them off? They, uh, there's still a couple left, so next time. <laughs> next time. Nice. You'll just leave that. That's the girl beverage. Yeah, that's the girl can... beverage, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've never really been into sours at all. No, I had my Irish cream ale. Yeah, Kilkenny's. Very nice. I had my Steamworks hazy pale ale. Hazy pale ale. It's okay. Are you an IPA guy? I'm getting more into IPAs. Okay. Now. Yeah. I don't think I'm really in like IPAs. I don't think are really my thing. I'm not not a huge fan of the flavor. I've had a like I really like the Steamworks flagship IPA, and then they also make a really good like tropical IPA. Yeah. And. Those are the two I've liked so far. Most of the other ones I've had, I'm not a huge fan of, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. But I, I usually gravitate towards stouts and porters if we're having drinks. But right. there's one I saw um, on Old Yale uh, on their mm. Instagram because they they had like an, a sponsored ad on my Instagram feed. Um, and Old Yale Brewing is like a local brewing company in Chilliwack. Yeah. Um, they kind of like, they make, they're pretty popular in, in, uh, bc around the vancouver area uh and they had one in stock that i almost went to go buy and it's a salted caramel um porter Ooh, yeah dude that sounds pretty good and i'm like okay it could be really bad because like really could be overly sweet yeah Yeah. like i don't want an overly sweet beer i don't want something that's gonna taste like candy no 
but if they like i've never really been disappointed by an old yale product no so no, i'm me like neither it's not something completely foreign mm-hmm. and i love me a good porter and that just sounds like really tasty might be so worth a shot i think i'm gonna have to try that yeah, out and i yeah. didn't know that they they sold anything like that yeah. but they sell them in four packs and tall cans huh. um i think i might have to go go get that at some point um but yeah no that looked really good nice so yeah we enjoyed a couple of drinks with our movie and took a couple of intermissions yeah yeah it's a long one so we definitely wanted to do that all right let's um, just uh jump right into the movie yeah ben what are your uh, initial thoughts what were you, watching the movie what were your thoughts what are you thinking um al pacino freaking killed it yeah like i i every time he came on the screen i was i was loving it um he was funny he was uh passionate and you just felt you felt like you understood this this guy's character and who he was uh being and his passion for his occupation and uh all that so i i really enjoyed al pacino's uh performance um story was really uh interesting the action the gunfights uh the dialogue between characters there were some uh like some really good moments some really good lines in the movie that that made made you think um yeah and and like the overall message of the movie which we'll get into a little more is uh yeah is i i think it's it goes beyond you're just like oh it's just an action movie for the sake of being an action movie totally um there's a deeper message behind it and the consequences of uh certain choices people make and um it's it's actually quite sad in many ways yeah it's a very it's, sad it's, movie it's, it's a sad uh it's a really sad movie it's a sad message um but uh yeah and what did you think of the action sequences amazing like the the bank uh the heist, the heist like scene. towards the end or no 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 the bank one when they go into the bank and they rob the bank um and then they come out onto the street and uh that whole gunfight was right so cool <laughs> um and it, i had heard prior to watching the movie that this is like one of the greatest uh shootout scenes ever made like apparently just like the realism uh it's it's very uh realistic and uh really yeah Okay. Yeah, and like they apparently they've actually like used this movie to show people who are training for uh certain uh I guess certain things. Like I don't know if it's been SWAT teams, but they've actually like used used this scene to show how to perform certain maneuvers and things. That's so. cool. I've heard of uh I've heard of people doing that before, especially uh, I think I've heard of the military, certain branches of the military showing people like new recruits saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the closest thing that we have to an, right. like an accurate depiction of what it feels like to be in right. on the uh, in war, like on the front lines. Right. Um, so apparently, heat is like in like that like that version of that, that scene specifically. Apparently, is uh, quite realistic and in, in how uh, I think like even like just how like the robbers escape, how they. Uh, retreat and hmm. uh, get out of there it's apparently yeah so that's interesting um and and w- another interesting fact is that the the gunshots are all uh actually in the scene like 
whereas like a lot of movies will add the shots in post-production they were actually shooting bullets at each other no they weren't actually shooting bullets but like the the sounds like the guns would actually make yeah like the muzzle flash yeah exactly like it's all real um and so all the the gunshots are actually uh not post-production which is really interesting. That's cool. So yeah, it was definitely loud when the guns were going. Yeah, off. Like, it was. It just felt it's definitely spiking real, you know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, those are my uh, early, early sort of thoughts. Yeah, first impressions. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, no, um, I'm just echoing what you were saying mm-hmm. about uh, Al Pacino's performance. I obviously De Niro and every person involved in this movie mm-hmm. uh, gave an incredible performance. Um, De Niro and Pacino killed it, but specifically, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd give extra extra credit to uh, to Al Pacino. Yeah. He's, his line delivery, his yeah. one-liners, like yeah. everything he said in this movie was spectacular. And his improv, too. Um, yeah, like, his improv. He had yeah. a couple of improvised lines. Yeah. Um, some of them have were famous. Some of them I didn't even know were yeah. from this movie. Yeah. Uh, he has a line about um, overcooked chicken that had me dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. His interaction with his family in this movie is mm-hmm. spectacular. Um, yeah, yeah. De Niro is also great, though. Like, I don't want to hundred percent. You don't want to take anything away. Yeah. No, like he yeah. was. I mean, he's Robert De Niro. Like, what yeah. else can I say? You know, yeah. since Taxi Driver, he's been yeah. one of the uh, most well respected yeah. actors in all of Hollywood. Um, and yeah, this movie definitely is another another example of why he's uh Mm -hmm. so held in such high regard Mm -hmm. as an actor um the uh action scenes i absolutely loved the the opening sequence um Mm. where they Mm -hmm. try to rob a uh, um like a bank like a bank truck truck, i don't know what they were actually armored armored. yeah armored truck i don't know what the proper vehicle yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know they they're, they're, the opening robbery sequence yeah. was spent spectacular. Yeah, yeah. It, it had me hooked. Yeah. Um, uh, the sound intense. design, the soundtrack. Yeah. I haven't heard anyone in the reviews great. talking about the score, but so good. bro, the soundtrack and the film score was yeah. um, stupendous. Hundred percent. Especially the last scene in the mm-hmm. movie, the final. Shot. I thought the exact you, same, yeah, and it cut the, to the credits, and I was like, "What is that, this song? That song yes. that they played at the very end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, so good. I, it made me." like yeah. that really was just the icing on the that's cake amazing that, that, yeah, that, that it we hit both, both of us yeah yeah i okay. know yeah, um I, I i was a huge fan of the soundtrack yeah um yeah like i just loved this movie i thought yeah. uh the way it played with our typical action tropes and mm-hmm. um the way it kind of blurred the lines between good and bad like obviously we've mm-hmm. seen movies do that lots but i feel mm-hmm. like this movie just did it differently in a way that was yeah. believable and not forced right it, it and like like you had you said actually while we were watching the movie there's there's some similarities between this and the departed yeah uh, yeah with with how true. it really you really go along on both stories with the good guys the bad mm. guys and you actually feel like compassion for like both sides and yeah so yeah, no. It's um, really interesting how a director can do that, make you care for both, uh, both parties involved, right? So, totally. Yeah. I think similarly to The Departed, this movie gives equal screen time to both the yes to both parties. Uh, yes. I I don't think this movie favors one side or the other. It's no. it, not really a movie where you can say the good guy and the bad guy. No. I think we did that a couple of times. Like I caught myself saying like, oh, the good guys mm-hmm. and the bad guys. But there are no good guys or bad guys in this movie. It's just mm-hmm. two people with different goals who are very, very similar. 
yeah, um, who respect each other, which is really interesting. Yeah. I, I will say this before we get too into any plot details. Um, yeah. Spoilers ahead. Um, I, I know this is like a older movie, but yeah. um, still, like, I, I, I doubt many people who are listening to this have seen it. And if you haven't, I would really recommend you go watch this before mm-hmm. continuing to listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you really don't think you're ever going to watch it. But mm-hmm. I... You know, I, I give this uh, my full seal of approval. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Yeah, no, yeah. it's like I, I would say the same. Like, go go watch it, come back, yeah. and then listen to our thoughts yeah. so you don't ruin it for yourself. Um, but I'll, I'll just continue with what yeah. I was saying. Um, I think that this movie thematically really just lends itself to... Um, um, it, it's just a lot deeper than a lot of action movies, yeah. like you were saying. Like, um, yeah, just thematically where it goes with... The idea of blurring the lines between good and bad, because because mm-hmm. there's one side that's more on the side of the law, and that's Al Pacino's character. Mm-hmm. He plays the head of this investigation crew in like the the FBI or yeah. whatever um, branch of the police force yeah. he's on. Um, he he's he's leading spearheading this uh, this investigation, trying to catch these criminals who mm-hmm. are doing all these high profile bank yeah. robberies um and who are really extremely good at their jobs like very you're, smart you're, this whole movie yeah. you're basically just watching two people who are the most skilled at what they they're do like they're like top of their class yeah. yeah um de niro plays the uh the the big boss uh criminal yeah who is extremely good and extremely efficient at yeah. running a team and disciplined yeah. at running a team who can uh, yeah. get in there, rob what they need to rob and nothing more and get out of there without being caught yeah. and always staying one step ahead of the police. Yeah. And that it's just really, really cool to watch him do his thing. Um, I, always, I love movies where you see someone who's just like top of their class, like really just really good at what they do um back when we watched drive with ryan gosling Mm. i felt in the opening sequence that that was kind of like that's where i thought that Mm. movie was going Mm because he was just so good at um right doing the same thing as at being a getaway driver and And i was like man i wish the the whole the whole movie was like this um it would have probably ended up being something close to heat yeah um but he it just did it so much better um because it actually followed through with the rest of the movie yeah so it was just so cool watching three hours. I was never bored in this mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. Watching three hours of two people who are um, very similar. They both have very similar life so circumstances yeah, yeah. and very similar family issues. Yeah. Um, who are both ex- insanely good at, at their at their uh, mm-hmm. their chosen trade, um, essentially just butting heads and chasing after each other. Because this movie is a cat and mouse film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this continuous game where, um, you know, De Niro is one step ahead of Al Pacino mm-hmm. and his team. And they, uh, they both know who each other are, <laughs> but they, you know, obviously, uh, Al Pacino's character doesn't want to, like he had a couple of opportunities to, to get him put in, in jail right. for breaking in and stuff, but chose not to because he knew he would just get six months and get out of there. Like yeah. he was waiting until he wanted he could to catch, catch them him with his hand with, in the cookie jar. Exactly. Yeah. Doing like one of his big heists. Exactly. On, but yeah. Yeah. And it was just, a, it's such a clean operation. Like it, yeah. it was so hard to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
no, it, it's really, really, really cool. Um, I've never seen Robert, Robert De Niro be this cool in a movie. Mm. Like him just kicking butt mm-hmm. left and right was really wa- cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just kind of how he runs his ship. Like right. he runs a really tight ship in this movie. Yeah, and he's got his guys he depends on, and um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have thoughts in terms of uh, in terms of just like the the themes in this movie, right? Well, yeah, like so we could we could talk about how um, yeah how like these guys really do relate to each other, and there's this there's this really cool scene where uh, Al Pacino pulls over (laughs) uh, De Niro. And then pretty much is like, hey, let's go grab coffee. <laughs> He's like, yep, okay. Yeah, so then they agree. They're like, okay, let's go get coffee together. And, and they know who each other are yeah, very well. They're like, Exactly. Yeah, yeah they both know who each other are. And uh, so it was, it was really cool. And it's like the first time that we get to see them both on like in the same face. scene yeah. together. And, uh, and yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, like this is where you really find out like who both of these guys out and and you you find out wow these guys actually have way more in common than than we thought you know yeah and that they thought um they yeah like you said like similar family situations where these are two guys who are just so obsessed with their like occupation right and obsessed like totally obsessed and it it costs them in every other aspect of their life um so that that's it's like it's it's sad um but then they they really excel obviously in this thing that they're obsessed with and that's what makes them so good it's because they're so hyper focused on either being this this bad guy who's really good at performing all these heists or this detective who's uh who's gonna get these guys you know right um so it's really interesting just like seeing that dynamic um and then, and yeah, it's it's kind of a movie where it feels like you get to just see both of these guys' lives um, outside of, like, their occupational life. Like, you get to see their personal life and how much it's suffering, right? Like, uh, Al Pacino's marriage, like, falling apart and his, uh, his stepdaughter... Um, like not doing good at all and and he's just like just like not there to support them at all right like he's yeah. there and he'll acknowledge that like oh yeah this isn't working or this isn't good blah 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 he doesn't oh, do anything but i gotta it. go you know um whereas yeah and then de niro's character is he's kind of a he's he's a loner um what does he say he's like he's a graphic designer huh <laughs> i saw some comments saying that he was a graphic designer in this movie what yeah okay i don't know i don't know i don't know what that means you don't Uh, know what a graphic no i know what a graphic designer is but like he's not a graphic designer in the movie so i I know but i don't know what they're trying to okay hold on to say through that keep talking no but i thought he said a line like like i may be alone but i'm never lonely or something um but yeah, anyways, he meets this girl, and, and yeah, it's just really not, it just doesn't work, you know, because he's just so obsessed with his uh, heist world. So, what you find in there? Um, 
Oh, so the the graphic design artist is Edie, who is that's the girl, right? Is hold on, because she was like an artist. This girl. Do you remember? Is her? that yeah? That was his. That was the girl was he his, met. His, yeah. Yeah, she was she was an artist. I didn't realize it was graphic design. Yeah. But... No, she's a graphic designer. Yeah. So. Yeah, I saw a bunch of reviews in letter on Letterbox saying uh, relating to being a lonely graphic designer. Oh, that's that funny. That's what yeah. I was okay. getting at. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so lame. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, I that was I think really what I think it's supposed to speak to people uh in watching this film is just that message of you know what it's like to be a lonely graphic designer. No. No not no, that's not, not what I meant. Am I missing your Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know I'm, I'm just being, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I think the, the, definitely the themes of loneliness are very present here. Um, but I also, uh, think, yeah, just like the idea of being fully consumed with your, your career to the detriment of every other aspect of your life. Um, just kind of this obsession, right. Plays, plays a big role in everything that happens in this movie. Um, both, both characters, De Niro and Pacino's characters, um, like like you were saying are just fully consumed um, mm-hmm. with their their work whether that's um catching the the criminals or um robbing the banks and avoiding the cops yeah you know they're both just like that's their only goal in life yeah um and it's all it's kind of all they have and and in in the coffee scene uh, i love that scene so much so it's such a good scene so good probably the best scene in the movie yeah um when they're talking they're both just like yeah, I don't know anything else and I don't really care to do anything mm-hmm. else. Like this is all mm-hmm. I have. And they both are in the same exact boat and they, they both have this mutual respect for each other where they're both just like, yeah, no, this is what I do and I do it really well and I'm going to keep doing it until I can't anymore. And they both like are, are the same person. Yeah. Essentially they're Al Pacino's character and Robert De Niro's character. Are, they're the same character. Flip side of the same coin. Two sides of the same right? coin. Exactly. Yeah. They're, they're the same person just from different worlds um and that that was really cool um because that really just like the the movie was already kind of like heavily hinting at the fact that there's not really a good or a bad guy in the situation and that scene really just hammered it home yeah um really well and and then from that point on everything that happens you're like you care about both of these people equally like you there's not really a side that you can pick and that was like where i was at when i was watching this movie was i was just like unsure of who i was rooting for and I, I just kind of like stayed back. Like I didn't really get attached to one character mm-hmm. even, or I guess you could say I was attached to both of them, but not one or over the other. Um, and yeah, I mean, spoilers, uh, Robert De Niro's character gets shot in the mm-hmm. end and he ends up dying. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting. In the arms of actually, Al Pacino. Yeah, no, Al Pacino yeah. and him are running through this field chasing each other. And yeah. They're kind of on an equal playing field at this point because they're... Um, both hiding behind these like power boxes. I don't know what they were. Exactly. Yeah, because they're at the airport. They're at the airport. And out of, out it was kind of runway. an intense like hide and seek sort of mm-hmm. shootout. Um, and it really could have gone either way. Like they're both really skilled and they both 
were kind of on an even playing field there yeah. and De Niro just happened to be the one who got shot yeah and and I, I thought that was interesting and in retrospect I was thinking about this movie and um you know I'm like how would it have played out if Al Pacino's character right. got shot in the the criminal one and I don't think it would have played out any differently <laughs> like no. I don't think anything would have been different in this movie no. because they're both the same person and um at, at that moment before the, the shootout was happening um, De Niro was attempting to run away to flee to New Zealand to right. start like a new life and retire and yeah. get away from the crime. So because the heat was just too hot, the heat was too hot. He yeah. wasn't going to do commit any more crimes. Yeah. He wasn't going to kill any more people. He, he just wanted he to keep a low profile. The pressure, and, yeah, yeah. So he was out, and at, at that point, um, his his death was just a uh, it was a personal rivalry at that point. It had nothing to do with upholding the law. It had nothing to do with putting a, a criminal behind bars. It was yeah. just uh, this need for one of them to fulfill their their goal, which is to be the best at right. their career. And I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you uh, think of the ending? Like, what did you take anything away from it? Particularly, not not really. Like my, I'd say like the overall message didn't really change for me by the end of the the film it was just yeah it's just how it played out in the end you know i wouldn't say there was um, like a a very strong like message of this movie mm. it was just more like well it was more just the like that addresses the consequences it. of men choosing like or idolizing occupation over over their family over family yeah. and over like everything else right like for me that's kind of the overall thing that i take from it is just like yeah, you can really excel in something that you're good at, but at what cost, right? Yeah, and what at what point does, mm-hmm. you know, do you need to take a step back from mm-hmm. your professional life to focus Re-evaluate on your personal life? Re-evaluate what's actually what's important, actually important right? Exactly. No, I agree. Because so, um, neither character does that at any point in the movie. No. Um, Al Pacino comes close when his daughter yeah. commit, or attempts suicide. Yeah. And that was a really hard part in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But... And, and you can totally see why, because her, his marriage is in shambles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still he wants to be there him. for his wife. His but... daughter is yeah. depressed. Mm-hmm. They're constantly under stress, and he's never around. Like mm-hmm. just everything is so messed up in their. There's so many interesting dynamics because even with his, like yeah, his, uh, his wife's daughter, um, like you know something's wrong with her oh yeah and natalie portman plays her yeah natalie portman showed up in this movie and that was a big surprise i had no idea she was very young she was like Mm -hmm. gotta be like 14 or yeah pretty young but but yeah you know something's wrong with her this whole uh movie they keep on saying like you know she's troubled blah blah blah. but you don't really know what it is and she sometimes pops into the movie and you're like i don't know what's up um but it's kind of this yeah it's interesting how there's so many different dynamics in the movie it's like you've got your your main plot lines with Al Pacino and De Niro, but then you have these side characters that would sometimes get focused in on, and it just kept things really interesting. And it never felt um, messy. No, it didn't feel because messy. Because it's all connected to yeah, each other. Yeah, exactly. They all ones. came together. It's all important. Yeah, uh, it's and just a really well done film, like all around. Totally. Right? Like, there's not much you can say against it. I th- I think so. Natalie Portman's character, the the daughter, mm-hmm. um, was like she played a very small role in the film, but she actually played. I think she played a really big totally part in the story. Well, it really knocked home 
the consequences. The consequence of yeah, because I think she uh, was, in a way, the consequence of this of the actions yeah. of Al Pacino's right. character, and um, because like you know they both both characters have women issues. Mm-hmm. Like Robert mm-hmm. De Niro's got lady problems, and mm-hmm. Al Pacino does as well. His wife's like they're they're married. third marriage. They're, yeah, third marriage, third and marriage. it's she, his yeah. wife's cheating on him, and, and it's just terrible. It's going downhill. It, it's yeah. Yeah, like it's it's bad, but then this daughter thing really kind of brings him back to his for wife a moment. for a moment, for yeah. a brief moment. And you're like, wow, like is he like? And they're in the actually... hospital, and they hear that their yeah. daughter's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, She's make well, it. we actually don't know if she like survived or she not. She was stable. She was stable. And so, so we don't actually know if she ended up dying or not. I don't. I don't think so. I think they made it clear, like like she's stable through her surgery. Like she'll be okay. She's just needs yeah. to recover i thought i thought that's what i got anyways but yeah but we don't like, see her again, we don't actually so. know we never saw her like yeah. out of the operating room or anything yeah. but um they he has this conversation with his with his wife and he's like do you think it could ever or she says do you think it could ever work out between us and he's like mm-hmm. yeah no probably not mm-hmm. um and that's and you're kind, just of, kind of like oh shoot yeah well i, I mean, thought this was going to be the moment of like reconciliation and he like but it says wasn't. that that's like but she they, needs someone yeah. that he's not, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of like, what he says. He kind of says he's like, in a "I'm way not that he's for never you. Change. Like, I can't. Yeah, like, he's not gonna change. He knows. Like, even if he wanted to change yeah. for the sake of his family, he knows he can't. He's too obsessed with his and detective. And it's the work. same with De Niro. Even though De Niro's the bad yeah. guy, this uh, this cop isn't. Even though he's on the side of the law, he's not much yeah. better as yeah. a human being. And I think this movie does a good job at like making the distinction between, you know, being on the side of the law and being a good person. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like. When we die, it it really comes down to, are you were you a good you know person? Did you like yeah yeah you know like those are the important things like, and and I don't think either character was a good person, even though one could have argued for having a moral high ground over the other. Mm-hmm. They both knew that they were the same person, and when they right. met in that coffee shop, that was made abundantly clear. They that were they looking knew at a mirror. They were they <laughs> exactly no. They knew they yeah. were both terrible people. Yeah. They knew they both had a problem with you know being fully consumed by their profession yeah and they knew that they were never going to change and um you know that was kind of that statement was really made when uh when robert de niro's character got shot at the end of the movie it's yeah. like he had this 30 second rule where he said that never get attached to anything that you can't leave right. in 30 seconds and he he meant what he meant by that was that um never date or marry a woman that you can't leave in 30 seconds if the heat gets too hot you know if the the cops are on you and you need to get out of there you need to flee the country or whatever never get entangled with a woman that you are too attached to um but when he gets shot i think to me at least it seemed like he broke his own rule because he wasn't even aware that he wasn't just talking about um women it was it was also just get it attached to anything and i right. think that includes his profession and right. he got so deeply attached to his job Customers that life. it cost it ended, it ended up uh, it ended up costing him his life right. and you know i think he wasn't even aware of that um he even aware that he was breaking his own like one rule that he has yeah and so i thought that was really interesting just all, there's a lot going on in this movie and um even after the the scene in the hospital where pacino and his wife kind of um, talk about their relationship. Mm-hmm. He he offers to stay there 
and she's like yeah no go you, you I can got go. this yeah i got this and so like you see him just fly down the stairs because yeah. oh he's, yeah he's just drawn to he's not he his he's not living for his his family he's no. living for his job yeah and it's very sad yeah because <laughs> yeah. this movie like yeah the the quote-unquote good guy wins but yeah he not really like no one wins in this right. movie yeah there's no victory in yeah. this movie there's the the song that plays at the end is a sad song yeah um i thought it was really interesting this is a really unique spin mm-hmm. on the cop and robber uh genre mm-hmm. and on action movies in general yeah and it just kind of leaves you with this empty feeling um yeah yeah and i, I loved it i wrote but it i think a good lesson like like you can take a good lesson yeah, from it right 100%. like wow so you can yeah yeah no prioritize family that's yeah. the christmas message of this movie is family <laughs> is important that's why we watched it no it's not we had no idea <laughs> yeah but um yeah no I, I i really love this movie i give it four and a half and a like yeah i wrote an extensive well. review for it on letterboxd yeah, which you can go read it's very long um because i had a lot to say about it yeah yeah any closing thoughts ben nope no that's it for me that's it okay well merry christmas everybody um yeah yeah enjoy being with your families or Mm -hmm. doing whatever you do on christmas Mm -hmm. and um thanks for taking the time to listen to our uh to our podcast if you did listen through the whole thing um yeah go check out our letterbox profiles and uh follow us there to see what movies we're watching all the time bada bing bada boom bada bing bada boom Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, send us emails also. Oh, uh, I didn't even check. If you didn't check the emails? I should check right yeah, now. Yeah, we have an email case. inbox. And if you want to send us questions for us to read on the podcast, we would much appreciate it. We're always looking for more things to talk about here. Uh, and we love the, the the interaction. So Nothing. Nothing? Cool. Um, we've gotten a couple emails. Um, yep. And we'd appreciate more. So keep, yep. sending, them, keep sending them in, guys. Uh, Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you guys in the next one.